This is uh, Jim Fetzer, your host on The Raw Deal. I have two special guests tonight. Things have become extremely interesting. The phone number, of course, to call in at the top of the hour is 717-300-1698. 717-300-1698. Just to review the bidding of some of the developments over the weekend and in the past few days, Uh, Scott Bennett and I did a Project Camelot interview with Kerry Cassidy for two hours and 20 minutes on the Las Vegas shooting. You can find it online under Vegas Shooting Updates, Fetzer and Bennett. Uh, I used some 90 slides, so you can really review the evidence for yourself, explaining why when you put all the pieces together... Uh, where the medical evidence is decisive, in my opinion, we are forced to the conclusion that this was a, a theatrical event. What happened in Las Vegas was a movie. It had uh, extras, it had audio special effects, it had visual special effects, It also had unknowing participants who were the vast majority of the 20,000 who were there for the concert, unknowing that they were infested with, I'm going to guess, 100 to 200 crisis actors who'd been recruited by Crowds on Demand, a Los Angeles area PR outfit that specializes in innovative events, so that while the vast majority, right, of uh, uh, the 20,000 or more, uh, all but a handful, uh, were enjoying the music. These are people, 90% of whom would have been Trump supporters, 100% Second Amendment supporters. When they started hearing the sound effects of shooting taking place, whether or not they noticed any of the flashing lights that were actually being exhibited from the Mandalay, not from the 32nd floor, uh, but from the middle of the hotel, the fourth floor, very repeated regular flashes corresponding with a belt-fed machine gun above it, several floors, perhaps as many as 10, three-shot bursts typical of military weapons in this day and age. The combination were, you know, led the crisis actors in the crowd to react as though they were being shot at, to scream, to yell, to talk about bullets, maybe some to fall down. I've hit, my God. Well, the other 20,000 aren't going to sit around and ask, you know, my goodness, could this be some kind of fakery or fraud? They're going to react as one would in a theater if somebody called out fire. You're going to head for the exit. And you'll wait and see later, you know, what was really going on. So there you have two hours and 20 minutes, Fetzer and Bennett, a Kerry Cassidy interview on Project Camelot. It's been pretty popular. I think um, within a a few hours, it already had 30,000 views. So I expect there's going to be more to come. In addition, let me see, was it, yes, on Wednesday, October 18th, I was on the Power Hour, that's yesterday morning, gee, it seems like an eternity now, the third hour, and I just laid it out, I explained how uh, we have, you know, a lot of videos uh, where, in fact, 
a, a correspondent of mine, Anastasia Smith, has gone through 33 of the videos, and she's found a lot of the sound of bullets, but she's seen no actual strikes of bullets. Interestingly, the one case that she believed was the most realistic turned out also to be discussed by a, a, a military general surgeon of vast experience who wrote to Paul Craig Roberts. And while explaining his background, uh, no doubt more extensive than anyone else who will ever review the case, he observed that the patients in the hospital were actors and the wounds they claimed to have were fake. They were showing none of the symptoms, the colossal effects of being hit with a high-velocity round are so serious that many die from the trauma rather than from the effects of the wound. His observations extended to what he thought was the greatest piece of fraud, namely when this young man, who's supposed to have been shot in the leg, who happens to be the one that some, uh, Anastasia Smith thought that was most realistic, gets out of bed and stands for President Trump to get in and greet him, where the general surgeon observed, you know, this is uh, absurd. If you've been shot in the leg, you certainly don't, you're, you're not only unable to get out of bed so soon thereafter, but you'd have no inclination. And he even said he found it difficult to imagine that President Trump could not be in on the deal, realizing it's fake. I've heard, incidentally, that because this is the biggest, the best, the most, and all that, that it's really in Trump's style, right? <laughs> if you're going to fake a shooting, he's going to want it to be the biggest, the best, the fakest, whatever, you know? Well, in addition, we have an American trauma surgeon who called in to compliment, you know, meaning fill out what the general surgeon had reported with nine key points about why all these uh, alleged victims in, in the hospital are fraudulent, including that they're not even hooked up to the diagnostic equipment that would be necessary if this were real. I mean, that's... That's pretty damn telling all by itself. Now, I therefore recommend, and, and you know, I've got quite a bit of feedback from the Power Hour. Uh, if you can find the Power Hour archives for Wednesday, October 18th, 2017, for hour three, and check it out, because there you'll get the most condensed. I, I have done thousands and thousands of interviews, but I'll tell you, I was at the top of my game for this interview. In other words, putting it all together in a very concise fashion, covering the key bases. There it is, one hour. And it's actually, I think, maybe 57 minutes on the Power Hour for Wednesday, October 18th, the third hour. Now, in addition, I have reported from that a Facebook friend had posted on my Facebook page and her name is Dolores Marie Malloy Dryden. I contacted these three hospitals, all of which are the closest emergency facilities from the alleged shooting. Spring Valley Hospital, AMG Special, Specialty Hospital, North Vista Hospital. I asked if they could check their registry for a gunshot victim taken there from the mass shooting at the Mandalay Bay Hotel. I received the same reply from each facility. There were no gunshot victims admitted to this facility. 
you may want to check with local police. One woman said, if you are referring to the crisis drill that everyone keeps calling in about, I'm sorry, there were no real gunshot victims. That was just a drill. If you don't believe me, call them yourself. Here are the phone numbers. Spring Valley Hospital, 1-702-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. AMG Specialty Hospital, 1-702-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. North Vista Hospital, 1-702-ba-ba-ba-ba. So, I did. I took it upon myself. I called them. I said I was a reporter and that I just wanted to verify whether they had any gunshot victims admitted. And Spring Valley Hospital, apparently, she's got the word and said, I cannot comment. She said, no comment. And I said, I'll take that as a no. Thank you very much. I called AMG Specialty Hospital, North Vista Hospital. They both confirmed no gunshot victims admitted. Now, uh, Dan uh, uh, Cromer, who was my guest on Tuesday, who's a completely brilliant guy, uh, was the first to suggest to me that, in fact, they had uh, used the audio system for the concert to broadcast the sound of the shots. And I've got Dan here, and I'm going to bring him in in a minute after I make a couple more points. But just for you to appreciate who Dan is, uh, he has a master's degree in information science and technology, a BA in journalism, a BS in mass communication. Interestingly, this case in Las Vegas is quite a lot of BS have worked professionally in radio and television journalism and engineered hundreds of music and other live events. Currently, information and technology professional and audio video engineer. In other words, what I'm saying is Dan is just the perfect guy to make this assessment. Now, in addition, we know that the FBI wiped the cell phones and the laptops from those who were involved, witnesses there at the scene, which, of course, is the destruction of justice and, you know, the the destruction of evidence and the obstruction of justice, the FBI. I mean, this is embarrassing. How anyone under these circumstances continue to believe that this is real is beyond me, and yet... I find that Jeff Rance, who, of course, uh, owns this network and who first invited me to join Rents Radio about two years ago, has written, said, actually, last night during his third hour, I hate to tell you this, but there are people that are trying to suggest that all the gunfire never happened, that it was just a recording playing through the PA system through the speakers. 22,000 people at the concert. Not only that the gunshots are fake, but fake actors, fake blood, nobody got shot. I think what this is designed to do further confuse those in the middle. That's so radicalized and ludicrous to one end that is going to pull some people off center, that they're just not going to know what to believe. According to Jeff, this is divide and conquer. Uh, He adds, one person wrote, somebody wrote and said, Somebody called into the hospitals, they claimed they called three hospitals, and the ER people said we did not treat any gunshot victims here. Well, of course they are going to say that. They have been told to deny all inquiries about everything. Of course they're going to say that. They're not going to release the names and give pictures of the wounds and wounded. Well, I got to say, this is the first time, uh, you know, that, that Jeff Rance would imply 
that I'm some kind of disinfo op. He hasn't studied the case very thoroughly, although I gather he has played again and again and again the audio tape, which was pre-recorded. It was pre-recorded. And I'm very glad to have back Dan Dan Cromer back here on The Raw Deal to talk about further research he's conducted. Dan, I want to say I've been so glad to have you on the show on Tuesday. You did such a splendid job, and I'm very eager to have your updated report because in a case like this, uh, there's going to be more evidence, more information coming out, and it's going to tend to confirm that people really were shot or that people really weren't shot. And I don't think there's an in-between. The idea of a hybrid event is just not tenable because you can't hire crisis actors at 20, 20 bucks an hour and put them in the middle of a crowd and then shoot them. If that happens, there's going to be hell to pay lawsuits. The whole thing's going to be blown up. So they cannot do that. They are there as, as extras or actors on the set, and you go from there. It's either all fake or it's all real. And, of course, we all know an enormous number of reasons believing it's all, all fake, which leads me to wonder how in the world can Jeff Rents continue to believe that it's real. Dan, Dan, welcome back to the show. Uh, hello, Jim. Uh, thanks for uh, inviting me back, and, and you know, I... Totally enjoyed it, uh, being with you on uh, Tuesday night. So, um, you know, I, I, I appreciate it all and and appreciate all the all of the work you've, you, that you've done on this event and, you know, of course, many, many others. So that's why, to, you know, to me, I don't understand this uh, notion that you're some kind of disinfo op. I mean, if anyone is not, it's you, you know, um, in, in my opinion. Um well, it's about, and, and yeah, uh, yeah, Dan, I've been at this about 25 years, and I published 11 books in the conspiracy area, four on JFK, two on 9-11, one on the, senator, the plane crash that killed Senator Wellstone, another on Sandy Hook, another on the Boston bombing, another on Orlando to Dallas, another on the moon landing. Uh, I must be missing something, you know, but there are 11 books yeah. that I would think would have established my credibility and integrity by this point in time, because in every one of them, I bring together experts. It's not just my voice. This is not just my opinion, but I'm bringing together experts from fields in which I am not expert. I mean, in JFK, I brought together a world authority on the human brain who was also an expert on wound ballistics, a PhD in physics, also an MD, board qualified in radiation oncology, one of the physicians who was in trauma room number one when JFK's moribund body was brought in, and then two days later was responsible for the care and treatment of his alleged victim. I mean, you know, we've been blowing apart the government's account again and again and again and again. So if I'm some kind yeah. of disinfo agent, Dan, I must be the most incompetent in the world. Yeah, if you are a disinfo agent, you're not doing a very good job at it because you're exposing the truth. <laughs> I mean, it's it's ludicrous uh, to make that suggestion. You know, uh, I think it's the folks in the uh, alternative, you know, so-called alternative media that own you know own stations and these empires and have financial interests at stake are the ones that are most likely right to compromise the truth. You know, people who are selling, you know, brain force and caveman, uh, you know, products, you know, I think th those are the ones that, uh, you know, those are the folks that 
um, are most likely to be compromised some, some somehow, you know, and, and obviously even on that level, you know, you, you don't fit that bill, of course. Um, and, you know, we exchanged a few messages today and, and, and I mentioned to you that, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's disappointing uh, to me because, you know, we're just all here after the truth. That's what we want, you know, yeah. is the truth. Yeah. And, and we can all, and we all agree, right? We all agree that the official narrative is just completely bogus. You know, yeah. it's illogical, right? So with that being said, then we're just all here theorizing, investigating, and trying to find the truth. And I, it's just disappointing me to, when you know people's egos get into the, in, in the way of this. You know, Dan, let uh, me let me read the last paragraph of one of your messages to me today because it's the specific sure. reason I wanted you here. Also, I have continued to examine this shooting audio with professional audio software, and I believe my findings support the idea that it was fake and played through the PA system. Again, based on the relative volume of the concert, it's simply too loud to be real. Also, a new finding. The audio quality is stunningly good. Too good to be real. I mean, it sounds like high-resolution quality, 24-bit, even taking into account the standard recording devices used to capture it. The detail in sound staging is stunning, given the obvious impression of multiple shooters, weapons, and locations. I think they overdid it, just as they often do with these events. Go back and listen to the taxicab audio. Too good to be true. Yes, yeah, that's it. Um, you know, and I think, and I, I believe I mentioned, uh, yeah, I know I mentioned to you, we, we may have discussed on the air on Tuesday, um, you know, the relative volume. Uh, the sound of gunfire should not be louder than an outdoor concert uh, that is uh, projecting music for what a crowd of twenty, you know, twenty thousand people. I mean, these are this is these are loud events. This is concert volume. Why would any uh, you know assault rifle be louder than that? It's competing with drums, vocals, guitars, bass guitars. You know, when we when we analyze audio, we're, we're talking about uh, frequencies. And when we load these, you know, th th these are frequencies, these are vibrations. And when we load these into uh, audio software, y you see visually what you hear. Um, and I'm and I'm looking at um, these shots. You know, well, the, the say the taxi driver shots. I've I've looked at those, and uh, the thing. And these were you know these new findings that you just referenced. The quality is amazing. I mean, it sounds like a Hollywood movie. Uh, could that be because that's what it is? Yes. Uh, yes. You know, I mean, you know, call me crazy, but <laughs> maybe that's why. Um, here's the other thing that stood out to me. The volume, the relative volume of the, the what are clearly different types of guns, and I, and I think... Everyone, you know, agrees on that, it has, it agrees with that, right? One gun is um, attempting to be um, in another location. You know, it sounds like it's in another location, but its relative volume is v 
virtually the same as the gun that sounds like it's right on top of us. Um, and, and that's what I meant by that uh, overdoing it. Uh, it. It doesn't sound natural to me. Um, a, a gun in the distance, especially from the 32nd floor, um, would not be nearly as audible as they are in these recordings. I mean, these recordings are, you know, pristine, uh, <laughs> considering, you know, they're, they're coming from cell phones, uh, you know, cell phone devices, mobile devices. Yeah. Uh, you know, the quality is amazing. And, and, um, and then, too, here's another example of that. There are moments where you hear, clearly hear, two different uh, types of guns. You know, one is a fully automatic, and the thing's just spraying bullets. And then, and then at the same time, you hear what sounds like you know maybe rifle shots. And the frequency range is totally different. The, you know, the rifle shots is this lower frequency, almost like a bass you know frequency. And they're shooting at the same time, presumably, and the volume's about the same. And again, that doesn't make sense because anyone who shot uh, different different guns knows they they all have their they all have different volumes. They're not all the same volume, um, and especially if they're supposed to be different shooters and different distances, different locations. Yeah, I mean, basically, I can summarize this by saying. You know, we're led to believe by these recordings that we have uh, different guns, multiple shooters, in multiple locations. And when you stop and analyze this and listen closely, look at the waveforms, it doesn't reflect reality. It just simply doesn't. You know, uh, it sounds like a, a movie that's going for ultimate sensationalized impact. And I think that even these screams and these yells, you know, this kind of background sound, is even suspect. I wouldn't be surprised if they blended that in. Because when we look at the footage, we don't see what we hear. We, we, I see, you know, a lot of people just standing around looking at their cell phone, uh, you know, Dan, at, at moments. Dan, yeah. hold, hold that thought. We'll be right back. With a second special guest tonight, too. Dan will stay for the duration. I have a second guest for you tonight. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade. That's what we were told. Most Americans never believed Lee Oswald was the lone gunman for excellent reasons. In fact, there were at least six shooters who fired from eight to ten shots or more who are identified here. We have, finally, the solution to the greatest murder mystery in history, laid out for the world to see proof after proof after proof. Photos were faked, the body was changed, x-rays were altered, the home movies were fixed. Fifteen experts contribute to a 529-page book with 1,037 photos and diagrams in black and white and color at moonrockbooks.com. That's moonrockbooks.com. 
What if we already know how to prevent and to reverse every known so-called disease? What if the government is in cahoots with the allopathic system to hide this information from you to keep you weak and enslaved to their system? What if living a higher quality of life than you ever thought possible was available to you now? Well, it's true. It's easier and more cost-effective than you think, and so life-changing that your only regret will not be having done it sooner. Because you already know what the answer is. Royal Velvet Pure. You've heard Jeff talk about it. You've heard the incredible testimonies that it has scores of benefits and it works for everyone. Now you may not know this. We have partnered with Jeff to empower you, giving you an opportunity we do not give anyone else. When you buy two Royal Velvet Pure, we give you another one free. Want to take that first step toward freedom and positive transformation? Go to royalvelvetnow.com. Click on the rinse icon in the upper right-hand corner or call us toll-free, 1-877-488-7423. If you've been listening to this program for any length of time, you'll know that Fukushima, the greatest calamity in history, has now, as I've been warning since 3-11, killed off virtually the whole North Pacific Ocean and especially up and down the entire West Coast. The radiation is migrating inland and is moving across the entire country. There's only one proven defender to radiation exposure, the brilliant Chernobyl-proven discovery of Dr. Michael Kiriak, which combines the four most potent and powerful algaes on the planet, imported to the U.S. and known as bio-superfood. I've taken bio-superfood every day for several years now and want you to do the same for your sake and the health and safety of your family and loved ones. Take the banner at the top of rents.com and prepare to learn how to save your life. Even the government admits that 9-11 was a conspiracy. But did you know that it was an inside job? That Osama had nothing to do with it. That the Twin Towers were blown apart by a sophisticated arrangement of mini or micro nukes. That Building 7 collapsed seven hours later because of explosives planted in the building. Barry Jennings was there. He heard them go off and felt himself stepping over dead people. The U.S. Geological Survey conducted studies of dust gathered from 35 locations in lower Manhattan and found elements that would not have been there had this not been a nuclear event. Ironically, that means the government's own evidence contradicts the government's official position. 9-11 was brought to us compliments of the CIA, the neocons of the Department of Defense, and the Mossad. Don't let yourself be played. Read America Nuked on 9-11. Available at MoonRockBooks.com. That's MoonRockBooks.com. My uh, second guest has been doing research on the dead people. You know, USA Today, as I previously explained, published photographs and bio-sketches of all of those who were alleged to have died at Las Vegas. As you may or may not have heard me say, we've seen that film before. We had photos of 20 kids and six adults from Sandy Hook, but the school wasn't even open. It had been closed by 2008, and there weren't any kids there. Turns out they made out the kids by using photographs of older children when they were about six years old. If you want to see it demonstrated in spades for the most famous of the little kids, Noah Posner, who not only died on 
14 December 2012 in in Newtown, Connecticut, but again on 16 December 2014 in Pakistan. Check it out because we've shown how they use photographs of the person purported to be his older stepbrother to create Noah. You'll see it there. And I add as an additional illustration, in the wake of 9-11, we were told that those four planes had crashed with multiple occupants. CNN ran a list of the dead. In some cases, they had uh, a sentence or two about their identity. I have copies of all of those, all of those passenger manifests. But frankly, none of those planes died. They were all made, uh, crashed. They were all made up. They were all fabricated lists. Uh, I, I have done so much work on this. Uh, uh, the, the crash, no plane crashed in Shanksville. Uh, no plane hit the Pentagon. The planes that we saw on the videos in New York were faked. It was very sophisticated. I've laid it out in spades. So the question becomes, what happened here in Las Vegas? Now, before I introduce my second guest, I'd just like to make a point that a story has appeared dated October 18th, 2017, Las Vegas Coroner's Office on Lockdown. Why would the coroner's office in Las Vegas be on lockdown? Why would the coroner need protection if Paddock is dead and was the only shooter? Well, the obvious explanation is the coroner would be the repository for the autopsy reports and the death certificates. He's closed because there aren't any bodies there, because nobody died. If you want further evidence for how they're doing it in this case, I'm very pleased to introduce uh, Mona Alexis Presley, who's been studying the various cases. Mona, I'm just so pleased that we have been in contact and you've been undertaking the research agenda you're pursuing now. Oh, thank you so much for asking me to be on tonight. I've been listening to you for years, ever since I woke up. I, uh, with 9-11, that was my wake-up call. Um, I've been listening to you. I, I seek out all of your information and shows. You are always right on. I, I agree with you 100% of the time. I can't remember a time that I disagreed. Well, Mona, I think... I, I love think... your work. I, I think our audience is going to be dumbfounded by what you have been discovering about the various victims. So why don't you begin with a half a dozen or more cases and tell us what you're finding? Well, I haven't been able to research everything. It, it takes so long to uh, to just look into one person. But um, I did a general sweep of a few people and... Um, I discovered that um, eight of them have two diff completely different obituaries, and um, they're probably the ones that are real. And I, uh, I've discovered that they really died, um, but they died on the first or the second. You know, it's not it's not um, consistent with um, what the news reports that they all died on October 1st. Um, some of them died in different states and some of them died at different days and some both. Uh, and those are the people that I think are really real that really died, but they didn't die at the concert. And then I, I definitely think there are a lot of them that are made up. I look at the pictures of all of the, all of them together and, uh, 
it's amazing how you know fo- the Photoshop they did on uh, at Sandy Hook. Yes, they did the same thing here. Right. The exact same thing. You can see the resemblance in some of these people. Why they, am I? They have made up some of the characters. Why am I not surprised? Why don't you start with a few cases <laughs> like Christopher Roybal? Why don't you begin with him? Um, well, he. Um, he died on October 2nd, uh, not on the 1st, and um, the, one of the obituaries, the obituaries have already been changed, but when you go to do a search in, uh, in the, um, uh, when, you're, when you're searching the web, you know, to find out what there is, um, they cannot change those titles that the, uh, that the, um, post was initially what it said. You cannot change that. So um, most of these people that I found um, have uh, what what their obituary really was. And like with Christopher Roybal, um, uh, it said that he died in, uh, or, let me see, he died in California. And I noticed a pattern, too, that a lot of these people are from um, the same place in California, uh, Riverside, or um, what is the other? I can't remember. It'll come back. This was in Corona. He died in Corona, California, in this case. Correct. That's where he died. But um, a lot of them are from the same place, from... um, just probably easier there. I mean, Southern California has a big population, so people are dying, you know, a good number every day. So what they have to do is just find right. ones that they can convert to be the dead from Las Vegas. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just truly disgusting That's- what this government has been reduced to, uh, uh, Mona. I'm just stunned. Go, go right ahead, because I know the audience I- wants to hear more I- specifics about more specific cases. Well, I think um, a lot of them are from California because uh, that is where the crisis actors' uh, business uh, comes from. Yeah, and um, I think a lot of people are volunteers, and they're they're the they're the gun control fanatics. You know, the ones that uh, so they're happy to help the government. They think they're doing uh, us a favor. They're doing America a favor by. Um, by uh, lying to us, you know, because the goal is to take our guns and to totally control us. So um, they're okay with that because they think they're doing us a favor. They probably think they're saving our life <laughs> by trying to get our guns taken away. But, um, okay, let me find this. <sighs> Yes, just to say a few more words, that Christopher was born on October 9, 1988, and passed away on Monday, October 2nd. Christopher was a resident of California at the time of passing. At a closer look on the internet about Mr. Roybal's death, this heading and description was found in the search engine page. It was either missed by the production company that put together the shooting, but I believe you cannot change mm-hmm. the headings, uh, only what's right. in the article or obit. So it had... Uh, the heading was Christopher Roy Ball dies on October 2nd, 2017 in California. So they couldn't change that. 
Right. Here's, here's a second, uh, right. Heather Alvarado, uh, Mona, and I like that because Heather's one of the cases I mentioned on the air when I went through, you know, a sampling from USA Today with its photos and bio sketches, all of which were so touching. Mm-hmm. Yes, it uh, it said that she um, passed away October 1st in Enoch, Utah. Yes. And they weren't able to change that. That was posted by the Southern Utah Mortuary in Cedar City. So, Right. It was another um, heading of, uh, of an electronic publication they were unable to alter. Heather Alvarado Obituary, Enoch, Utah, Legacy.com. Yes. Right. Right. Notice in this and case there was an goes, error in the actual obituary where they must have tried to take out the real place she died, Enoch, but instead accidentally kept it in and listed her name twice with the word Enoch in between. I think right. you got it exactly right, Mona. Right. <laughs> it's those little details that people usually do not look at. And... Uh, we're we're not going to win this war, you know, trying to wake people up by showing them evidence. I, I've in the seven years I've been doing this, that it's going to be it's a psychological battle. It definitely is, and the government has, uh, I think, they have a step up because they they have all the tools, money, everything to manipulate the American people, and. They've done a really good job at making the ones that are awake look like we're nuts. Here's a third. Susan Smith, 53, was the third victim to have found to have not died at the concert in Las Vegas. The obituary was changed to say she died in Las Vegas, but the rest of the obituary does not talk about any shooting death and also asks for donations to the Cancer Society, suggesting rather strongly right. she died right. of cancer. Right. I think they were able to change her the the uh, beginning inside the obituary that says that she died October first in Las Vegas, Nevada. Right. I think they ch- were able to change that. They just couldn't change the heading um, in the search engine uh, for Legacy dot com again that says uh, Susan Smith passed away on October first, two thousand seventeen, in um, Simi Valley, California. Very good. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at right here. Susan Smith Obituary, Simeon right. Valley, California, Legacy.com. Susan Smith passed away on October 1st, 2017 in Simeon Valley, California. Funeral home services for Susan uh-huh. are being provided by Rose Family Funeral Home, Simeon Valley. Mm-hmm. Then you got Sandra Casey. The fourth victim who wasn't a victim but did uh, die. Yeah. She passed away in Vermont. (laughs) Mona, they're they're expanding their reach. You know, they got to find enough victims, what, 58 or whatever. So they got to go all over the place to get one who died on or about the the date they need. And if it's not in the right locale or not the right cause of death, which, of course, it can't possibly be unless they actually had been at the concert, had been killed by the firing taking place there. Uh, they're going to just make right. it up. Sandra Casey obituary, right. Manchester Sander, Vermont legacy, passed away. S- Sandra Casey passed away on October 1st, 2017 in Manchester Center, Vermont. 
Funeral home services for Sandra right. are being provided by Brewster Shea Funeral and Cremation. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Mona, this is just wonderful. I know. It, it's it's so hard to, you know, It's I can see where people think that we're crazy because this stuff is so extreme. Well, as I, but, I've mentioned before. Yeah, right there on the Internet. Yeah. As Hitler and his propaganda minister understood so well, uh, uh, ordinary people are used to small lies. You know, what did you do last night, right? What happened to that $20 bill or, or you know, uh, have you been seeing your girlfriend again? You know, or, ordinary people are used to small lies. But the idea of perpetrating a big lie, like over 500 people wounded, 58 wounded in a mass murder in Las Vegas during a, a country and Western concert, that boggles the mind. Right. And I cannot believe how it's divided the truther movement. It just, you know, when I saw it happening, it was like, wow. <laughs> They've even gotten us to fight with each other. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I felt that... Uh... Jeff Rents and Mike Adams, both of whom I hold in high esteem, uh, had simply by, been taken in because they didn't consider that the basic evidence upon which they were relying, namely the audio tape, might itself not have been authentic. I mean, in this case, it's very interesting. As Dan has observed, they were relying on a recording of what was already a pre-recorded tape. That was of very high quality, and right. I suspect one of the reasons they made it of such high quality was so it would be distinct, even on the lower quality cell phones and so forth that would be capturing it at the concert. It, it, it's like the, uh, you, the the Warren Commission. Have claimed, you heard of the? Uh, go ahead. Have you heard of the LRAD that the military uses? In, it, it's the LRAD. It's a long range acoustic device. I'm not sure I have. Tell, tell me about it. Yeah, it's called a, it's called a sound cannon. I saw a video about it. The, the military uses it, and the sound can be used as a force. It can tell somebody to stay away, or it could give different messages by the by um, the sound it puts out. And you know what you were saying, how clear it was, like it was right there next to you. That's what the LRAD does. It makes people think that, you know, whatever they're hearing is right right there. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you've got the report that people uh, thought there were gunmen right there in the crowd because that's what the sound made them think. Yeah, you, you know, you're right. So, um, yeah, uh, so, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. No, I there, want but, you, Dan. Uh, I want you. Go ahead. Yeah, she she just brought up an excellent point because this is what she's referring to is a technology. Uh, during my research this week, um, I saw uh, it, it looked like a TED talk. It wasn't. It was basically um, uh, a promotional video for this device, which she's explaining where um, it gives this illusion that sounds uh, can be emanating from you know virtually anywhere. Um, when in fact they're not. Uh, I'll, I'll pull that up, Jim, uh, and, and send that to you sure. um, later this evening. Well, well uh, you're, you're going to be. You can look for it now, and we can talk about the second hour when we have callers calling okay. in. Yeah. 
Let, let, me, yeah, just, sure. let um, me just say that the, the defenders of the Warren Commission use the autopsy x-rays of JFK to discount the reports of 20 witnesses, including six or eight at Parkland Hospital that JFK had a fist-sized blowout at the back of his head. I mean, we had witnesses in Dealey Plaza who saw his brains blown out of his head. Beverly Oliver, the babushka lady, being a prominent example. Uh, we had, uh, you know, physician after physician at Parkland talk about this blowout at the back of the head. We even had FBI agents talk about it. But because the x-ray didn't show it, they were discounted on the ground that they must have been wrong. The fact is that uh, the, the, the dismissal of their reports was predicated on the assumption that the x-ray was authentic, which David W. Mantic, MD, PhD, was able to disprove when he entered the National Archives in late 1992 and discovered using a technique from physics known as optical densitometry that there was a region in the x-ray uh, uh, that had been patched using material much too dense to be human bone. And when you define the region, it corresponds to what uh, uh, the diagrams that we had from a couple of the physicians uh, 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 at the time and to what I discovered in frame 374, that those who were editing the film had overlooked, you could actually see the blowout in frame 374. It looks a lot like a cashew on its side. I had uh, Charles Crenshaw, MD, draw the wound for me when I published Assassination Science, and it was astounding for me to learn that none of the physicians had asked by the government to describe, to draw what they had seen. So I had Crenshaw draw the throat wound, which was a simple, clean puncture wound, before and after the tracheostomy incision, which was just a straight line through it, and then the wound at the defect at the back of the head, which he drew from both the back and the side. So it was this fist. If you took your fist and doubled it up and put it to the back of your head, that's where the blowout occurred. And they had patched it to dismiss the other witnesses. So, you know, it's really fascinating what we're getting into, the ways in which they're trying to manipulate the evidence by having, in this case, an audio tape that is easily presumed to be authentic, as in the case of Jeff Rance and Mike Adams. I don't fault them for that. It's simply that, you know, when it comes to doing this, I've been in it for 25 years and know that the crucial aspect is to authenticate the evidence itself on which you're resting your case. Because once you sort it out, once you get the x-ray straight, the evidence of a second bullet to the head, that the diagram of the brain isn't of JFK's brain, that the Zapruder film's been altered, you begin to eliminate suspects because the KGB couldn't have extended its reach into Bethesda Hospital to alter x-rays under the control of medical officers of the U.S. Navy and the Secret Service. Uh, the mafia couldn't have uh, got its hands on the Zapruder film in order to subject it to extensive alteration. Uh, uh, the the uh, Castro, Fidel Castro, uh, he couldn't have, you know, caused the Secret Service 15 indications setting him up for the hit. I mean, once you get the evidence straight, you can really do a straightforward job of eliminating so many of the suspects, and it narrows to a very small group that focuses on the American military, the CIA, the Secret Service, and right at the center of it, Lyndon B. Johnson and J. Edgar Hoover.
So here I yeah, think we're yeah. finding, you know, once you realize this is a sophisticated audio tape that was fabricated, once you realize the FBI is wiping the cell phones and the laptops clean, uh, you, you know, yeah. you, st- you step back and ask, well, who had a motive for doing this? Once you find that James Murren, who was the CEO of MGM, which owned Mandarin Bay, sold off 80% of his stock before the incident, anticipating it would drop and he could buy it back and make a tremendous profit, that George Soros put a $42 million short on the MGM and Mandalay Bay. I mean, you begin to understand what's going on here. It's not pretty, but it has the singular virtue of being true in in contrast to the account we've been fed. Mona, go ahead. Yeah, Yeah, give us us another example. How about Sandra L. Casey, Mona? She looks like a a nice example. Um, Yeah, the one that uh, passed away in Vermont. She was in Vermont, right. So the next one would be... Brendan Stewart as the fifth victim to have died at a different location and also on a different date. Brandon Stewart, right. obituary, yeah. North North Las Vegas, Nevada. I mean, Mona, you're just doing a sensational job. Angela Gomez, the sixth in a long line of mistakes made in obituary notices for places and dates. I mean, this is just terrific stuff. And what I want everyone to think about, what what is the probability that this was a real shooting when you have falsified obituaries for individuals who didn't even die there, when the coroner's office in Las Vegas is mysteriously on lockdown, when we have, you know, Mm -hmm. medical experts determining that the patients in the hospitals are actors and their wounds are not real, when you have the three closest hospitals reporting no gunshot victims admitted, I mean, when you had a superabundance of victims like this, those hospitals would have been flooded had this been real. So what's the probability of that evidence if it was fake versus what's the probability of that evidence if it were real? That's how you need to think these things through. We're coming up on the the break. Let me mention, by the way, that Jeff Rents, though he doesn't usually listen to my shows, I'm sure he's listening tonight. He's got a three-hour show of his own tonight. I would normally be appearing the second hour, but he's got a fellow named Holland. I don't actually know this guy, but uh, I, uh, Gary Holland, he's going to have him on for two hours, and I'm sure he's going to do his best to rebut uh, uh, what the arguments I presented because he's taken me to task for having presented them in the first place. So I want to encourage you to listen in to Jeff and Gary Holland and see if, in your opinion, they overcome the evidence that we're discussing here and now. We'll be right back. Okay. Perfect bonus. I'd like to invite you to take a look at some of the most important products in the realm of health and hygiene I've ever seen, all from Trioxy. 
As many of you know, ozone oxygen is highly effective for many different uses in the home or office place, from purifying the air you breathe to the water you drink. In fact, the city of Los Angeles, among others, uses ozone to purify the drinking water for millions. Uses of ozonated water produced by the Trioxy Pure include washing your hands, disinfecting cuts and infections, brushing your teeth, and even washing and sanitizing fruits and vegetables in the kitchen. Meanwhile, the Trioxy Re-Ion ozone negative ion generator will clean your indoor air of pollen, smoke, odors, mold, bacteria, and viruses, and more, and will put extra oxygen into your bloodstream and clean your body just by you being there. I hope you'll drop by and visit GoHealthyNext.com and take a look. The prices are more than affordable, and the results are priceless. That's GoHealthyNext.com. Known worldwide as the most consistently fascinating, informative, and unique program on radio, the Jeff Rents Program can be yours to listen to anytime, anywhere, whenever you want to hear it. For pennies a day, our subscribers can download any of Jeff's thousands of programs featuring a treasury of newsmakers, researchers, eyewitnesses, and incredible subjects, all in MP3, commercial-free, crystal-clear, 56-bit digital sound, and take these often unforgettable programs with them wherever they go. As a subscriber, you can also listen live at airtime, online, anywhere in the world, or browse through our archives of over 6,000 hours of legendary broadcasts. Subscribe now by taking the link at the top of Rents.com and enrich your mind with the most unique panorama of vital information and the best independent, honest journalism in radio. Look for the Subscribe Now link on Rents.com and give yourself the knowledge you need for these unprecedented times. You're listening to the Rents Radio Network, nationwide and worldwide. Oxygen. It's nature's oldest therapy and plays an essential role in destroying viruses, bacteria, mold, yeast, and fungus, and keeping the human body healthy and strong. Now, you can give your body and your immune system a mega boost of disease-fighting oxygen with all-natural OxyC. With so many people now leading a sedentary indoor lifestyle, most are in a chronic state of oxygen deprivation, which sets up a perfect environment for disease, general fatigue, and a host of other symptoms. OxyC is yours in simple, convenient capsules. Nothing to mix, nothing to hassle with. Take it with juice or water anytime. Feel a cold or flu approaching? Have no energy or spark anymore? Try all natural OxyC and prepare to be amazed. OxyC is only available from New Earth Health Solutions at Rents.com. Look for the New Earth banner at Rents.com. Are you prepared for the future? Do you know how to navigate past the upcoming dangers before it's too late and seize budding opportunities before others do? Forecasting worldwide since 1980, Gerald Salenti, publisher of the Trends Journal, provides timely and accurate trend forecasts that have earned him the reputation as the most trusted name in trends. The proof is in the hundreds of accurate forecasts Salenti has made over the past 30 years. The 1987 stock market crash, the clean food trend, the dot-com bust. The Trends Journal alerts subscribers to early subtle signs of crucial trends that will shape our future. It allows readers to anticipate change, recognize the implications, and take proactive strategies. Put your money where your mind is with Gerald Salenti's brilliant and indispensable Trends Journal. Go to TrendsJournal.com or call 845-331-3500. That's 845-331-3500. 
Known worldwide as the most consistently fascinating, informative, and unique program on radio, the Jeff Rents program can be yours to listen to anytime, anywhere, whenever you want to hear it. For pennies a day, our subscribers can download any of Jeff's thousands of programs featuring a treasury of newsmakers, researchers, eyewitnesses, and incredible subjects, all in MP3, commercial-free, crystal-clear, 56-bit digital sound, and take these often unforgettable programs with them wherever they go. As a subscriber, you can also listen live at airtime, online, anywhere in the world, or browse through our archives of over 6,000 hours of legendary broadcasts. Subscribe now by taking the link at the top of Rents.com and enrich your mind with the most unique panorama of vital information and the best independent, honest journalism in radio. Look for the Subscribe Now link on Rents.com and give yourself the knowledge you need for these unprecedented times. You've heard the ads on this radio station about Royal Velvet. You know you want and need the benefits that Royal Velvet offers, but you haven't gone to the website royalvelvetnow.com. You've procrastinated. You haven't started your journey towards dramatic improvements in that vim, vigor, and energy you've always wanted. Reward yourself. You deserve it. No, really. All you have to do is go to royalvelvetnow.com, click on the rinse icon in the upper right-hand corner, and order a couple bottles of Royal Velvet, which is a month's supply, and you're on your way to experiencing the most life-changing product in the world. Oh, by the way, to experience just how powerful Royal Velvet is, do what thousands of our clients have done. Stop taking all your supplements and just take Royal Velvet. Do it for a month. You will feel better, look better, and be dramatically better. And besides being blown away by the results, you'll also be ecstatic over the huge amount of money you saved. There are 1,440 minutes in a day. It takes less than five minutes to place an order at RoyalBelvetNow.com. Go there now. Your life will never be the same. Scientists in England have succeeded in stabilizing the time-honored substance in garlic that destroys harmful bacteria, viruses, molds, yeast, and fungus. This all-natural microbe killer is called Allison C, and it's now available to you in 100% vegetarian capsules only on the New Earth page at Rents.com. This powerful broad-spectrum antimicrobial agent is harmless to friendly bacteria and has been concentrated to equal an astonishing 35 cloves of garlic in each vegetarian capsule. Think about it. The antibacterial, antiviral strength of 35 odorless cloves of garlic in just one capsule. Allison C is so effective it even destroys superbug MRSA in test after test. Allison C is truly an incredible advance in natural medicine. And with the threats of bacterial and viral diseases and pandemics growing, no home should be without it. Learn more and order Allison C on the New Earth page at Rents.com. Are you prepared for the future? Do you know how to navigate past the upcoming dangers before it's too late and seize budding opportunities before others do? Forecasting worldwide since 1980, Gerald Salenti, publisher of the Trends Journal, provides timely and accurate trend forecasts that have earned him the reputation as the most trusted name in trends. The proof is in the hundreds of accurate forecasts Salenti has made over the past 30 years. The 1987 stock market crash, the clean food trend, the dot-com bust. The Trends Journal alerts subscribers to early subtle signs of crucial trends that will shape our future. It allows readers to anticipate change, recognize the implications, and take proactive strategies. Put your money where your mind is with Gerald Salenti's brilliant and indispensable Trends Journal. Go to TrendsJournal.com or call 845-331-3500. That's 845-331-3500. 
The views and opinions expressed by the guests, callers, and hosts on this and all Rents Radio Network programs do not necessarily reflect or agree with those of the network, its commercial sponsors, its radio station affiliates, or Internet broadcast platforms. In these controversial times, we believe the First Amendment and freedom of the press are absolutely essential to the survival of our nation. Thank you. And now, enjoy the program. Jim Fetzer, your host on The Raw Deal, with my special guests, uh, Dan and Mona. I just want to add a a couple more observations about the beneficiaries. Uh, Three weeks before the event on 4chan, a fellow named John explained what was going to go down and how they were going to move to put these uh, scanning machines in all the casinos and all the hotels in Vegas, and they were going to move to put them in all the schools and hospitals and malls around the country. And where the Chertoff Group and another OSI corporation make these scanners, they stand to earn billions from it. Uh, so, you know, we knew three weeks in advance, you can see it's coming. Sheldon Adelson was identified as throwing in on this. He was going to make sure he put them in his hotels Remember, these are very dangerous machines. In fact, a lot of them were taken out of airports because their safety was indeterminate, as I pointed out before. A columnist writing in their support said it only delays you by 30 seconds, as though that's a small time interval to enhance your safety. But when you go to a dentist before they do a, a, a millisecond exposure to your teeth to create a dental x-ray, they cover your your body with a lead vest. That's not happening here with these body scanners. Who knows how much damage is done to the human body. Here's another point about the absurdity of the whole situation, that they can't get their story straight. There's been the timeline change, raising questions about hotel security. We have this fellow by the name of Jesus Campos, who is supposed to be a security guard, Though it turns out in Nevada, all security guards have to be registered, and when the registry was checked, his name was not on it, that he was supposed to have been shot in the leg. He he was officially, in the beginning, credited with stopping the 10-minute assault by turning the gunman's attention to the hallway where he was checking an alert for an open door in another guest room. But officials changed that story to now claim Paddock shot Campos, before the mass shooting, firing some 200 rounds down the hallway, and now they don't know why he stopped his attack, but look at the absurdity of the idea of firing 200 rounds, a high velocity in a luxury hotel and nobody noticing. I mean, this is so stupid, it's beyond belief. Not only that, (laughs) they say that Campos has disappeared, but guess what? He turns up on the Ellen DeGeneres show. He's not only on the Ellen DeGeneres show... Yeah, he's not only on the Ellen DeGeneres show, but he's changed. He's put on quite a bit of weight. He's not wearing his glasses. His his face is fatter. Uh, I'm telling you, they did a, their best to find a suitable double. But even on the DeGeneres show, he still had the original story about how he stopped the shooting when he came to investigate rather than the earlier version. This is embarrassing in the extreme. And just to tell you, uh, another potential which warrants investigation, 
uh, I received uh, uh, photographs from another of my uh, uh, communicants observing that there's a striking resemblance between Jesus Campos and the husband of the woman, the two Islamic fanatics at San Bernardino. And just to mention, not only is there a striking resemblance, I'm looking at the two photographs right now as I speak, but we turned up the Craigslist ad for extras in San Bernardino where there was going to be food, transportation, uh, some speaking roles, going call date on December 1st, going live on the 2nd. I mean, believe me, how, how credible is any of this? Just ask yourself, what's the probability of having the, a guy who looks sort of like, but not the same as Campos, be identified as Campos on Ellen DeGeneres and give the story that they've already revised. Not only that, but uh, he also noticed that when on the DeGeneres show, although he's giving this heartfelt story, and you can hear a lot of applause from the audience, the camera never pans to take in the audience, suggesting it was actually done in the studio with no audience present. They added the applause. In other words, it's another theatrical uh, production, just like the shooting itself. Okay, we have three callers yeah. uh, so far, and I expect we'll have more. Remember the number to call in to speak to Dan or to speak to Mona or to speak to me is 717-300-1698. 717-300-1698. Phil from West Virginia, you're on with Dan, Mona, and me. Phil. Phil, you okay? <laughs> A while when when she said there she was tr they were trying to divide us all with everything. She uh that was that was that was that was Jeff it. that was Jeff Rents. Jeff Rents said that I well, was I know and I love Jeff Rents and I love uh you know and I think he's doing a great job, and I know you're doing a great job, too. But, uh, you know, the investigation ain't done yet. I would love to see, I would love to see uh, uh, President Trump unrelease the uh, documents of the JFK. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to see that? Well, what many, Americans don't, what many Americans don't realize is this is the tail end of... Uh, the requirements of the JFK Records Act that was passed in the wake of Oliver Stone's film, which generated a resurgence of interest, passed by Congress, created a five-person civilian board entrusted with the authority to declassify the documents and records held by the CIA, the FBI, the Office of Naval Intelligence, other agencies. Uh, and uh, George Herbert Walker Bush... <laughs> Undoubtedly, because he himself had been involved, he was actually, on the basis of our research, supervising a hit team in the Dow Tax. He was arrested coming out, which was witnessed by a deputy sheriff who made a report, which is in the record, taken downtown, questioned, then released, and photographed standing in front of the book depository, which uh, w w was published in Jesse Curry's JFK assassination file, a paperback book, distributed only at 7-Eleven stores when he became the head of security after retiring as uh, chief of police for Dallas, where I may have been the first to identify that that was George H.W. Bush standing in front. The fact is that 
Uh, it passed over his opposition. He refused to appoint the members. It had to await 18 months for the Clinton administration to get organized and appoint the members. But they've already, they already released 20,000 documents, millions of pages, including that Ford had redescribed the wound to the back, which was actually five and a half inches below the collar to the right of the spinal column, which they were claiming was the uppermost back to the base of the back of the neck. So they could claim that the bullet entered the base of the back of the neck, came out the front of the neck to account for the entry wound in the front of the neck, and then entered John Connolly to perform all these miraculous feats, because of which it's known as the magic bullet. But David Mantic took a patient with similar chest and neck dimensions to JFK and created a CAT scan and plotted the official trajectory. It turns out not even to be anatomically possible because cervical vertebrae intervene. So when you have these reenactments on by ABC or the History Channel or Discovery, and they have a stand-in for JFK, a model they claim to be lifelike, it's missing a crucial feature, namely a backbone, which is ironic because the reason Jack was killed was because he had a backbone. The one one record we know right now they've released that's new is it turns out that Earl Cabell, who was the mayor of Dallas at the time of the JFK visit, joined the CIA in 1957. So that's significant in and of itself. The most important are the files for George Joannidis, who was a PSYOPs expert for the CIA, who appears to have been involved in both the assassination of Jack and of Bobby, too. Phil, is there more you'd like to ask? You know, there's been an appeal made to Trump because only the president can halt this release. But the CIA obviously is going to be profoundly embarrassed, and they they still don't want Americans to know what everyone knows. I think who's ever seriously studied the case that it was, it was a conspiracy, an elaborate conspiracy and cover up. Well, that's what I kind of think was going to happen with this. With, with uh, you mean with Las Vegas shooting? You mean with Las Vegas? Yeah. Well, the thing it's is, Phil, the Phil, Phil, it's all right. there's been such a huge public response. There have been hundreds of videos, hundreds of blogs. I mean, anyone who's taken a serious look at this is absolutely baffled and dumbfounded because they don't even have a coherent story. Look, they can't even get their timeline right with Jesus Campos, who's misappearing, and yet he can turn up on the Ellen DeGeneres show, and they still don't know where he is. I mean, this is ridiculous. Phil, do you have a question? Yeah, you that's all. I... I love you guys. Keep doing the good work. Thank you, Phil. Thank you. Dan, you wanted to add. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and, and two, it's important to note, you know, you're talking about uh, Jesus's disappearance. He disappeared for Hannity and then magically reappears for Ellen DeGeneres. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, read between the lines, you know, read between the lines there. Uh, and, and of yeah, course, it's, it's just a perfect touch. And um, it doesn't appear to be the same, I, the same Jesus. It, it appears to be a stand-in, a body double. Yeah, I agree with you. I believe it's a body double, and I was uh, I, I was looking closely at this, and there are two. You know, our original Jesus has two moles um, on the left side of his chin, and they are not there with the Jesus that appeared to Ellen. Well, you, you know, and you could argue, well, maybe it's the TV makeup. But then there's all of these other things uh, about his appearance that you pointed out that doesn't jive with 
you know, the, the uh, Jesus number one. Yeah. So, so that's something that really stands out when you look at the two side by side. There's two very distinct moles um, you know, on, on, on the left side of his chin. He even, forgot, um, he even forgot his glasses because the Jesus of Las Vegas wore glasses, yeah. but the Jesus on Ellen does not. Right, and then the Jesus uh, in San Bernardino had the glasses. That's right, right. that's so, right, that's right. Right, so so they would want to take the glasses off for this, not to draw attention, you know, to that fact, just, just to try to mix it up. Right? Excellent point, um, excellent point, Dan. Yeah, go ahead. And and let me add this, this is stunning. I found the clip that I mentioned earlier um and 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 I encourage all of your uh, viewers, uh, all your listeners, to check this out. It's it's Woody. His name is Woody Norris. Uh, Woody Norris, N O R R I S. And his presentation, this is on YouTube, is hypersonic sound and other inventions. And this is a a, a TED Talks um, video. And I pulled up the clip that I want to play for this for you, and and this, I believe, will blow everyone away. Uh, Check this out. This is a short clip. Go for it. Okay. We've got the military have just deployed some of these into Iraq where you can put fake troop movements a quarter of a mile away on a hillside. (laughs) Or you can whisper in the ear of a supposed terrorist some biblical verse. You heard that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no way. The military, the military is one of his primary customers, and they've already been using this. That's right. Just as they appear to have used an airborne holographic projector in New York to project the image of planes that disappear into a building that a real plane would have found impossible to penetrate. We have another caller, exactly. Miles. My, Miles in Maine. Miles, you're on with Dan, Mona, and me. Miles. Good evening, Uncle Fetzer. Yes. I just wanted to tell you, you know, I caught you Sunday night with Robert Revolt, and man, was that a knockout show. You guys should be doing that once a month or <laughs> bi-monthly or something, because that show, that show was really captivating, to say the least. But I had a, a question for a guy just like you, because I think he'd be the best guy to answer this. And, I, you know, I've been thinking about all this stuff, and uh, I'm just wondering with all these double composts and uh, these different people, these scenarios, various shooters, various types of ammunition, and windows knocked out here and more of them and somewhere else, why hasn't anyone called for a grand jury on this? That's an interesting question. Uh, I don't know who has the authority to call for a grand jury, but you're right. I mean, it looks as though the the legal aspects of what ought to be a serious investigation, if this were all real, are simply not taking place. I mean, I'm telling you, when you have the coroner's office on lockdown, what's the deal? They're giving the CIA enough time to fabricate phony death certificates and autopsy reports on people who didn't die or who died somewhere else. I mean, this is really embarrassing. Our government has become so corrupt and spends more time lying to the people and then covering up their lies than it does solving problems or bringing justice to American citizens. Well, and like I said, a grand jury, I think, you know, when you get this many unsolved and conflicting questions from the hospital, another, another question that was going through my mind continuously 
you know, on any of these gun crimes, since, first of all, you have the federal government in there for what reasons, we don't know. Uh, but why hasn't the ATF commented on these guns? I mean, if these guns were legal and if they were actual machine guns, you know, he's had to pay a tax on them. He had to acquire them somehow. Uh, so if they were actual machine guns, I don't believe at all that it was this bump fire system at all, uh, yeah. some gyrating device that's supposed to launch a, a 223, uh, you know, NATO round uh, 400 yards. I, I don't believe any of that. And, uh, you know, I just, why hasn't, you know, it would seem like law enforcement would be checking with the ATF. And I just think there's so many questions. And I ask myself, why wouldn't there be a grand jury on, on with this much open uh, conflict and purely erroneous uh, record keeping on the entire issue? Yes. Uh, I just don't see why somebody hasn't called for one, the governor or the state, anybody, except, you know, unless you really, you know, got to say it's just. Of one corrupt. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, in, corrupt in, in, in Charlottesville, in Charlottesville, the mayor of the city uh, ordered the Charlottesville cops to stand down so the governor could use the state police to channel the peaceful protesters who even had a permit into a violent confrontation with the Antifa and Black Lives Matter people that George Soros had brought in, typically on the same bus. I mean, it's that bad, it's that corrupt. In, in in Connecticut with Sandy Hook, it went all the way from Barack Obama to Eric Holder to Daniel Malloy to the school board to the C- Connecticut State Police who actually conducted the op. We got 50 photographs of them furnishing uh, uh, an empty house to serve as the Adam Lanza residence and another 50 of them refurbishing the school to serve as the stage. Those photographs were taken by the Connecticut State Police. It's that bad. Miles, I want to thank you for Amazing. calling. I want to thank you for calling to excellent. I want to, to add one thing. Go I want to add one thing, uh, Dr. You know, with all this going on, and this isn't even including the Clintons and all this other nonsense and the pedophilia people and all this. Yes. What is Jeff Sessions? I mean, what is he, just a prom queen up there? He's just there for looks or show? <laughs> what, is, what is he? Who, who, who? who? Jeff I miss- Sessions. Oh, I mean, Jeff he, Sessions. He just told Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, he just told Harvey Weinstein. I mean, uh, he just told uh, uh, Roth, uh, whatever his name was, he could investigate himself. I mean, is he going to say that to Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, you know, I'm not up on. I've been so absorbed with Las Vegas that you, my wife was explaining about these four soldiers who were killed in Niger and where we don't even have the story of what they were doing there, how they were attacked, that Trump didn't didn't handle the phone calls right, and it was all coming as news to me because I've been so absorbed with this other story and working to get it right. So you're raising some question I can't answer. I saw Al Franken mercilessly beating up on this very gentle guy, Jeff Sessions, who, you know, he was trying to make him confused. Sessions had already excused himself from having anything to do. His sense of propriety and principle is so great, he excused himself when he didn't have to. I mean, I'm telling you that the Democratic Party has disgraced itself over this Russian hacking thing, which we know was fabricated. The book Shattered, published by two investigative journalists who followed the Hillary campaign, published just this year, revealed that 
John Podesta and Robbie Mook made up the Russian hacking mean out of whole cloth within 24 hours of Hillary's concession speech in order to distract attention from the inadequate campaign they'd run and to divert from focus on the contents of the WikiLeaks releases. So we got a whole lot of smoke and mirrors going out there with Las Vegas is only the latest and one of the most spectacular of them all. Miles, I thank you for calling. Well, keep up, keep up, keep, keep hey. up the good work. Thanks. Thank you, Miles. Thank you very much, Frank in North Carolina. Frank, you're back on the raw deal. Frank, are you uh, Doctor Fetcher, I may never get the op- I, I may never get the opportunity to ask you again. I'm assuming I'm on air now, but uh, yeah. Hey, did you go through jungle warfare training? Did you go through jungle warfare training when you were in Okinawa? Uh, no, I didn't go through jungle warfare. I was an artillery officer in the mortar battery of 1st Battalion, 12th Marines, 3rd Marine Division. We pulled operations in Japan twice, in Korea, in Formosa, in the Philippines. I was never in country. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I, I, I um. That's okay. I, I apologize for bringing it up. That's I, I, don't, right. I don't want to waste time. I just... No, 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 I, I Frank. Training yeah, what do you think? What about Mona? What about Mona and Dan? Aren't they blowing you away? Well, yeah. Uh, the last caller was referring to the acting FBI director Rubenstein, I believe. And yes. Oh yeah, Attorney Rubenstein. General, yeah, right. I heard the recording. He said that that Rubenstein has enough integrity. He has enough faith in Rubenstein that he can investigate himself. I did you not? I heard yeah, it. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Uh, Dan, yeah, you want that's to add the entire, there's, there's, there's That's something. the entire attitude. Hang on, Frank. Because yeah, the Dan, government go has that uh, attitude anyway. They they govern themselves. They uh, Mona, uh, yes, they investigate yes. each other. That's why no. That's why nobody ever goes to prison. That's why there's never any indictments. I mean, it's it's always the same thing. I haven't seen anyone get well, arrested at, ever. Ned, well, look at nine eleven. I mean, that's all you got to look at is 9-11. I mean, all the congressmen right. are, are on, on board with the official narrative of that. Hey, I did have a concern, though. Something was brought up uh, Tuesday night uh, right towards the end of the, the uh, show, and this is someone that I had had some uh, experience with and had ruled this person out as either mentally ill, I mean, quite, quite mentally ill, or a disinfo agent. And the name, I don't recall the first name, but it was Goldbug. He has oh, a Dallas, Dallas Goldbug, yeah. Ed, yeah. Ed Charnini is his name. He uses the handle Dallas Goldbug. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, just an illustration, he's a guy who specializes in figuring out similarities in appearance and that somebody you didn't realize is actually somebody else. One of his positions, and this was to me the bottom line, is that Jimmy and Rosalind Carter are actually JFK and Jackie Years later, I mean, I tell you, that's yeah. Dallas Goldbug. Well, I mean, oh he was God. saying that Obama, Obama was uh, Ronald Reagan. I mean, all kinds of crazy. Stuff. <laughs> I mean, the guy <laughs> Ronald Reagan in blackface. I love it, Frank. I love it. Yeah, you stick can go, around because of the earlobe. Frank, we're going to a break, but if you stick okay, around, I'll, you. I'll give you a chance for another question on the other side of the break. We'll be right back.
Were they conspiracies? Have you ever wondered if we really did go to the moon? If Paul McCartney died in 1966 and was replaced by an even better musician, did you know that Saddam Hussein died in a B-1 bomber strike on 7 April 2003 and was replaced by one of his doubles, who was put on trial and hanged in his place? Or that Osama bin Laden died in Afghanistan on the 15th of December 2001 and was buried in an unmarked grave in accordance with Muslim traditions that the raid in Pakistan was faked? There's more, including four chapters about the end of World War II, which proved that events we've been taught were very different than we have been told. Don't let yourself be played. Read, and I suppose we didn't go to the moon either. Available at moonrockbooks.com. That's moonrockbooks.com. What if we already know how to prevent and to reverse every known so-called disease? What if the government is in cahoots with the allopathic system to hide this information from you to keep you weak and enslaved to their system? What if living a higher quality of life than you ever thought possible was available to you now? Well, it's true. It's easier and more cost-effective than you think, and so life-changing that your only regret will not be having done it sooner. Because you already know what the answer is. Royal Velvet Pure. You've heard Jeff talk about it. You've heard the incredible testimonies that it has scores of benefits and it works for everyone. Now you may not know this. We have partnered with Jeff to empower you, giving you an opportunity we do not give anyone else. When you buy two Royal Velvet Pure, we give you another one free. Want to take that first step toward freedom and positive transformation? Go to royalvelvetnow.com. Click on the rinse icon in the upper right-hand corner or call us toll-free 1-877-488-7423. If you've been listening to this program for any length of time, you'll know that Fukushima, the greatest calamity in history, has now, as I've been warning since 3-11, killed off virtually the whole North Pacific Ocean and especially up and down the entire West Coast. The radiation is migrating inland and is moving across the entire country. There's only one proven defender to radiation exposure, the brilliant Chernobyl-proven discovery of Dr. Michael Kiriak, which combines the four most potent and powerful algaes on the planet, imported to the U.S. and known as Bio-Superfood. I've taken Bio-Superfood every day for several years now and want you to do the same for your sake and the health and safety of your family and loved ones. Take the banner at the top of rents.com and prepare to learn how to save your life. Was it a conspiracy? Did you know that the police in Boston were broadcasting This is a Drill, This is a Drill on bullhorns during the marathon? That the Boston Globe was tweeting that a demonstration bomb would be set off during the marathon for the benefit of bomb squad activities? And that one would be set off in one minute in front of the library, which happened as the Globe had announced. Peering through the smoke, you could see bodies with missing arms and legs. But there was no blood. The blood only showed up later and came out of a tube. They used amputee actors and a studio-quality smoke machine. Don't let yourself be played. Check out And Nobody Died in Boston Either. Available at moonrockbooks.com. That's moonrockbooks.com. This is Scott Spencer, your host on The Raw Deal with 
and Dan, my featured guest. Frank, a real quick question because we've got five callers behind you. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I hope all of you guys have uh, like a, a thirty-eight special revolver. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I just want to say that I, I really uh, applaud you for what you've said uh, one or more times where I've heard you in recent weeks. I, I, it, it has the appearance that Israel has declared open war on America. Yeah, That's all I, I really got. do Thanks. believe that. I think these fires in California are the latest manifestation and that they're using high-tech devices. Uh, directed energy weapons appear to be involved. You have automobiles melting. Uh, you have uh, homes destroyed, but the trees beside them are not harmed. Very weird stuff. And there's a new report, I haven't even put it up yet, about uh, the speed high-tech weaponry. I do believe that Israel is behind a whole host of these anomalous events, including the hurricanes, uh, including the, the sonic attack on the embassy in Cuba, including the sh- peculiar collisions of very large cumbersome cargo ships with two very sophisticated electronic warships in the off the coast of Japan I do think Israel is so pissed off that we didn't deliver uh, Syria on a silver platter which was part of the agenda for which 9/11 was arranged that they're taking it out on the United States remember their god is a god of retribution let vengeance be mine not a god of compassion, love, and forgiveness. Frank, thank you for that comment, and thank you for calling in. Dan in Oregon. Dan, you're on with Dan and Mona and me here. Dan. Uh, yes, Jim. Thank you for accepting the phone call. Uh, listen, this is uh, addressed to Monica, and I, uh, I, I per- Mona, personally Mona, believe that right she's the golden Go ghost. Go ahead. I personally believe that she... Hello. Okay. You're Can you we hear me? We hear you. We hear yeah. you. Okay. Go ahead. All right. I personally believe that uh, she's the golden goose, and that uh, if by her investigation of the victims, I would recommend that in order to give more credence to her investigation, that one she contact the funeral parlor where the services are being held to verify to see what the cause of death was. Two, I would check with the photograph, both cases, that's in the paper. Uh, does it correlate to the photographs that she has in hand? The third thing I would recommend is that if there was a victim from the shooting, certainly there would be a little short article in the local newspaper describing uh, her services and who she was. Yeah. And if none of them were there, then- and she can verify, uh, yeah. No, I'm just saying, yes, there's always more that can be done. I think that she's doing enough to create the presumption. There are many ways lies can be manufactured. So I appreciate your call and suggestion. What you're saying is you think her evidence is really devastating, that they're faking the dead by changing the dates, locations, and causes of death. That's right, and that it would add credence to what your concerns are and what you've been speaking about. It's hard to say that you have a crime if you have no victims. Right, uh, right, that's right. It. Have a nice day. Thanks, Dan. Excellent, excellent call. Mona, would you like to comment on Dan's call? Um, yeah, yeah he, um, you're, you were right. 
um, when you said that there's always more to be done. When it comes to research and investigation, oh my God, you go layers deep in that. So there, yes, yeah. I agree with him. Yes, yes. But you know, my 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 concern is um, when people are have been uh, bought and paid for or uh, threatened, told not to say anything. Um, calling these places you may not get the yeah, you know I the know. correct story you're so. going to get more phony data when you, when you have given a prima facie case i think you know, what you're doing it, it requires rebuttal or is entitled to be accepted as true you're doing that mona i think that's what we who don't have the resources of the government are can accomplish and i think you're doing a splendid job of it andy andy in texas you're on with dan and mona and me andy hey uh well it's nice to be on with you uh uh my my biggest uh, problem with this uh las vegas uh shooting is a they you know i mean if this is a high profile shooting this person did something really bad when there be some video of a body bag coming out the front door. For and, you example. know, at this point in time and how much time we've been lied to, I mean, how many times we've been lied to, it would be nice to see that bag unzipped, show the picture of this guy, and have somebody that we could actually appoint to take the person's pulse. Because this has gone far enough. The, the acting, the, the BS... Their agenda is not going anywhere. Gun owners aren't giving their guns away. They can kill as many people as they want or pretend to kill as many people as they want. Whatever they want to do, I, I'm not giving my guns up. I don't think you are. I don't think anybody else is. Yeah, and, yeah. Know, this guy on uh, another another station who uh, I really like him, his name's Farron, and, and at the end of his show he says, you know, when they come for your guns, Give them the lead first. That's right. I say when they come for when they come for our guns, the time has come to use them. Listen, there's a guy on Fox News who's saying conspiracy theorists are right to be suspicious about Vegas, Campos, Ellen, and so forth. This is a guy named Stein, S T E Y N. I think he was on with Tucker Carlson. Listen to this. Uh, the, uh, I just thought about this a week after the Vegas massacre when no security camera footage from inside the Mandalay Bay was released a paddock, I got very concerned. Just like Stein says in this video, right after every terrorist attack, mass shooting, within 36 hours usually the public is given the footage. It's been over two weeks and there is still no footage of paddock in the hotel. I want to see footage of an alleged paddock bringing... 13 large duffel bags into his room of weapons and ammunition. Actually, it should be 23. I want to see footage of Campos allegedly creeping up by Paddock's door in the stairway. I want to see footage of the alleged 200 rounds bursting through Paddock's door, which is the biggest bullshit I've heard yet. They haven't released any of the footage because none of that <laughs> happened. Something else entirely took place. Well, you know you know what? You know what, Jim? I think... Uh... This guy, I don't, I think he's a patsy. And then just like the Enron guy who faked a heart attack and died before his trial. And just like the Nazis from Germany, this guy from Las Vegas is living down in Brazil with these people. He agreed to be a patsy. He's a millionaire. Yeah. He had some yeah. issues. I mean, <laughs> I do think the security guard who shot Bobby is living in Tahiti, sipping Mai Tais, by the way. Thank you very much, Andy, for an excellent, excellent. Well, Go ahead. You want one more comment? 
One more. Comment. Oh no, I was just gonna say it's it's all it's it's all just a uh, Hollywood production. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank Have a good you, night. Andy. Thank you very much. We have another Texan on the line, Mark in Texas. Mark, you're on with me and Dan and Mona. Mark. Jim, I have a question for you about the characteristics of the sounds of the gunshots yeah. in terms of volume and distance and different characteristics of different guns. How do you account for that? And are you saying nobody was killed? Oh, sure. Of course I'm saying nobody was killed. Yeah, it was all pure theater. They had a pre-recorded soundtrack of real weapons, and there was more than one weapon in the soundtrack. They had the sound of the bullets impacting. They played it over the PA system. They had to have it loud and clear because they knew the recording devices, the cell phones and all that, that were going to be picking it up were of low quality. Dan has done brilliant work on this. Dan, would you like to address Mark's question here? But what about, for instance, like the cab driver video? The volume is so different, and sounds, some of it seems to be off in the distance. Under your theory, wouldn't it have to come from one speaker, or would it come from other? Oh speakers? no, no! This is like sense around. You know, you've been in a theater. You hear the you know sounds coming all around you. Dan, would you like to address Mark's question? Dan, Dan, are you there? Dan, Dan, are you there? Mark, Mark, mute your phone, will you, Mark? Dan, are you there? I'm oh. still here. Okay, could you? Did you hear Mark's questions about the sounds of the different rounds? Dan, the cab driver video. Huh? Yeah. Dan, I'm here. Yeah. Can you I, hear me there? We can hear you now. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah. The. Um, the the caller's question. Uh, this is easily achieved, um, and, and this is what I referred to earlier um, about the sound stage of the the shots. I mean, that's easily achieved. I mean, so, and you, you know, a simple way you just think of a, a movie theater. You know, in five point one surround sound, um, those are very common. Uh, you know, everyday electronics, and then this video that we played this the clip from earlier. You know. The military has, um, you know, the, these hypersonic uh, tools to project sound wherever they want. Um, and regarding the sound, um, the, the the quality it's it's consistently the same quality from the various guns and locations, and that could only be achieved if the sound was amplified. You know, we're not getting the raw sound. Uh, from guns firing, we're getting this amplified, you know, Hollywood sound. And uh, a video that, um, if, if people want to dive into this quickly, and this is a good one, and you look at the waveform analysis uh, of, of this uh, lead shooting, uh, this video is called Waveform Audio Analysis, analysis of Las Vegas Shooting. And... Um, and then I and I encourage people to approach that video, uh, approach that audio, as though this was a Hollywood production, because this is another important point that I'd like to make. You know, the media their their role in 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 these events 
is to lead us into, into the direction that they want us to go, right? For example, 9-11. Well, the, what did we hear? Planes, terrorism, attack on America, planes, 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 planes. And there were no planes. <laughs> so me, they led me, us me, in that not direction. That we didn't, not that we didn't see planes, that, but that none of the official planes, the four, none of the four official right. 9-11 aircraft actually crashed on 9-11. Go on. Yeah, precisely. You know, they're leading us in that direction. You know, the psychology is, uh, you know, is so deceptive. It's fascinating, too. And, you know, so that's what these official narratives do. And this is how I made the leap from uh, this was a false flag event to this was a complete hoax is listening to these the audio clips and because I was led in the direction, you know, because the narrative was this just absolutely lame, you know, not possible scenario of one guy doing this from the 32nd floor. So that put my mind in the direction of I'm going to find those multiple shooters. I'm going to prove that there's multiple shooters. Right. You know, so that's how I approached the audio. And so I'm, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. See, those are different guns. Uh, those are different sounds. Uh, right. Yeah, I got them. I got them. And then I, I, I approached it as, wait a minute, this is all a movie. Yeah. And it, it becomes clear then, you know, so, so you got to, you know, break out of, you, you can't eject your emotion and you've got to break away from that narrative that they're leading you down. They put all of us into this detective mode of we're going to find the second shooter. We're going to find him. Right, you know? right, and right. So you're, you're listening. Shades of Shades of Dallas, Dan. Shades yeah, of Dallas. Look for the second shooter. Mark, Mark, I want to thank you for calling. Did you have a final comment? I was referring specifically to the cab driver video where the gun sounds like it's right on top of her. Would they have to have different speakers in different places? No. No, quite, quite simply, uh, the short answer is no. Uh, the video that I mentioned on YouTube, check it out. Uh, they've got the cab uh, driver audio. You know, they've got a whole compilation of audio. It's waveform uh, audio analysis of Las Vegas shooting. Okay, I'll check it out. And, and I think that'll, you know, that'll get you on the right path uh, to discovering how they did this. Mark, thank you for calling. Very good questions. Very good questions. Paul in California. Paul, you're on with me and Dan and Mona. Paul. Um, yeah, you know, after uh, Tuesday's show, because some other caller uh, mentioned this Dallas gold bug, and I kind of had heard of it before, yeah. but I really didn't know. Yeah. And then Frank again tonight uh, brought him up. So anyway, the last day and a half, I, you know, I went to his site and watched a lot of videos, uh, read some of his work, and I actually found an interview that you did with him on The Real Deal from uh, 2014. Yeah. Uh, I, I, suppose, I suppose you remember that. Yes, yes. It was before I became con convinced that he was, uh, you know, wandering off the reservation. I mean, yeah, I gave, I wanted to give him a fair shake, so I, I actually interviewed him in 2014. You're absolutely right. I, I can't recollect the details, but uh, I decided I wasn't going to bring him back. 
No, no, it was a, it was a good show. But here's what here's what I'd like to say. And again, when you spend as much time as you know I do, or a lot of other people do on the internet, and coming across people, you sort of have to um, you know toss out the bad and yeah. and keep the good, if you yeah. will. I got it. Um, for example, I'm sure you know you've had uh, you've mentioned your differences with uh, Miles Mathis, and and like I said, I've read a lot of his PDFs, and I don't always agree with all his conclusions. Yeah, but He's obviously a, a brilliant guy, yes. and some of his uh, re- research is so stunning and so insightful and, yes. and so correct. Yes. But then sometimes he'll make a conclusion where it's not as outlandish as this guy Ed Chiarini. But um, so, Chiarini. so as an example, yeah. the reason I brought it up is I would anybody who's listening, and that would include you, Jim. Although I know you have a lot, you have your hands full, and you do a lot of other work and a lot of other research, and you're doing radio shows all the time, but. Don't dismiss the entire enchilada because part of it is no good. Yes. Uh, I got to tell you right now that probably eighty percent of what this guy does, Dallas Goldbug, is just unbelievable. It's so. Uh, Paul, so I'm, glad, I'm glad. I'm glad you called in to make the, that this kind of point because I think you're completely yeah, right. And with Miles Mathis, you know. I was really disillusioned when he went after me when he had no good reason for doing so. And I actually copied him on my rebuttals to a party who'd invited my attention because I don't like to talk about somebody behind their back. And he wrote back to me a very nasty note calling me a dickhead and telling me I was harassing him. I mean, that really disillusioned me about Miles Mathis. Yeah, you know, and this is a personal thing. He, by the way, he did something similar with uh, Sophia Smallstorm. In fact, uh, much earlier in the year, I sent her uh, his PDF on the Tate uh, murders, which, if you haven't seen it, um, it's it's incredible. It's yeah. eighty-two pages, and you can't understand um, you can't understand many things, in my opinion, until you've read that and you and you see exactly. It's what I call the big landscape. Which which he is excellent at uh, ferreting out. Well, anyway, she she posted it to her site, and then later on, she reached out to him and wanted to have him on her show. Yeah. And he was just completely uh, nasty. And then he 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 wrote about it on his site, saying that you know she had a made up name such as Smallstorm. He's big into names and genealogy, and he he figured her to be like some other government shill. And I remember she wrote a note to me about how she was just so pissed off she wasn't going to have anything to do she didn't care about any of his other research yeah. and i you know to be honest with you probably like you jim i just i hate this stuff you know because there's so many people that should be cooperating yeah and you know the thing the thing i will give you credit for and this is i've been listening to you for years like i said i i saw you at a conference way back when and i've read your work and i don't recall any incident where you've said anything uncharitable about anybody else and that that speaks a lot to me you know, so um, what I what I told Sophia in an email after she let me know what had happened with uh, Miles Mathis because I kind of just I sent her a few of his his links. As I said, look, I said you're on solid ground. You know, nobody. Uh, you know, your your position in you know this movement, if if it is a movement, is 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 well regarded, well respected. So don't don't worry about this stuff. You know, it's all petty stuff. So going back to this guy, Dallas Goldbuck, if you've seen his work on the Columbine shooting, it's just absolutely unbelievable on point. I mean, he, he's one of these people, he just sees yeah. things 
that we all miss. And some yeah. of his facial recognition stuff is incredible. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that the, the Eisners and members of the Eisner family were at the Boston bombing. Okay, no because doubt. it's them. Yeah, no doubt. It's them. But then other yeah. times he's like, okay, yeah, you know, the ear is similar and the teeth are similar, but Jimmy Carter and JFK are two different people. What, what are you smoking, dude? You know, I, I, I want to write to him, but I yeah. don't know. I mean, is it possible he's a disinfo agent? Or, I mean, because he says stuff like, okay, uh, Rush Limbaugh was, was Jim Morrison, right? Or <laughs> Shirley Jones. Well, let's, let's get yeah. him into it's like, a I don't studio. Know. I mean, let's get him into a studio. Throw a brick in the punch bowl? Is that what your music. job is? I, I don't understand it. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, if I can add to that, and I'm glad you brought this up, and that's an excellent point because, you know, I'm the one who's guilty of bringing up Dallas Goldberg, uh, you know, on the previous show, and I brought him up into in context of one specific, you know, example where he obtained, uh, you know, this photo, this family album on Flickr of the Greenberg family, and it's yep. them, and the photos are real, and then he then exposes them at these Occupy movements, and you know, and a multitude of these events. And it's and, and and it's brilliant work, and, and but you know that wasn't uh, you know for me that wasn't an endorsement for everything because what you're saying you know, I'm laughing I have the same reaction I'm like God this is great and then you get you know Rush Limbaugh is Jim Morrison and I'm like ah you know I can't buy into this one um, but it's but the, the the point that you made is an excellent one you know take the good where you can get it and uh, you know and then move along you know you don't have to dismiss this guy um completely um and, right, and you know right. and we're just all after the truth here so you know this pettiness of name calling and ego uh it just gets in the way of us you know trying to do our work um and and there's and, no and uh, I, obligation that someone has to be right 100% of the time all the time Right, and I think it fits in, maybe it's possible it fits in with what you were saying the other day about their way of mocking us. It's like the people that talk about Alex Jones. Okay, so yeah, um, he, he's absolutely ridiculous on so many things, but yet, you know, historically, when you listen to him about 75 to 80% of the time, he is indeed informing people. He is indeed waking us up. He is indeed pointing to the problem, and yet... Right. Look at some of his yeah. ridiculous uh, antics, the way he acts, and then, you know, I heard him talk about Saudi Arabia quarterback to nine eleven, and it's like what, you know, it's yeah. just so it's one of those things where again I just I'll mention quickly because you probably know this if you've seen some of his work, but this guy you know Mike Tierini, who's a real guy who had a real lawsuit yeah. against Texas and so forth. I mean, his presentation skills and the way he puts together most of his videos are, are excellent. And the things yeah. that he points out are just like, wow, there it is. It was there all the time. I just never saw it. And then, you know, like I said, the brick in the punch bowl. And you go, why, dude? I don't, I don't get it. I mean, if he's real. Paul, yeah. I love your calls. You're yeah. such a thoughtful guy. I have no doubt I have said uncharitable things about people from time to time. But it reminds me, when I first came back from college, uh, one of my good friends' uh, mother was driving me and him somewhere and I made some remark about someone, and she said, "Why, Jim Fetzer? That's the first thing I, first time I ever heard you criticize anyone." <laughs> so maybe there's something to it. But I'm not free from blemish myself, Paul. I love your calls. I think this was a wonderful commentary. I want to thank Phil from West Virginia, Miles from Maine, Frank in North Carolina, Dan in Oregon, Andy in Texas, Mark in Texas. 
Paul in California, but Mona and Dan. Mona, you're doing such wonderful work. Dan, both of you guys are just doing sensational research, and I can't thank you enough. And I hope to have the opportunity to bring you back again on my show, whether it's here at Rensselaer Radio or another network. Believe me, you guys are doing great work. Oh, the pleasure is all mine, Jim. Thank you. And thanks to everyone else out there. Check out uh, Jeff Rents tonight. He's going to have a fellow, uh, Gary Holland, I think is the name, for two hours to try to convince you that everything I've been saying with with Dan and Mona is 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 uh, something like uh, happy horseshit. So check it out. Give Jeff a chance to give his rebuttal. Thanks, everyone here, for listening.